Hey everyone, welcome in to another daily editorial here on the KE Report. Corey and Chad here chatting with T.G. Watkins, Director of Stocks over at Simpler Trading, also editor of the Profit Pilot website, which we will link to below. Now, TG, first and foremost, well, the stocks that are in the news continue to be these AI-focused stocks as they continue to break out. I know how much you like to look at the charts and how much we appreciate your insights. So in terms of some of the bigger players in the AI sector, especially maybe just focused on NVIDIA, first and foremost, what are you seeing in the potential of AI stocks to keep on running? Yeah, I mean, it comes down to basically NVIDIA and SMCI. And then I was even looking at AMD and, you know, it's had a pretty good run as um, kind of a catch up play. But even right now, it's starting to just kind of hold off. At some point, these things, they're not going to last. We're at least going to get a pullback. I'm not saying it's going to be terrible and you need to sell out forever and whatever, but it's just, you know, the market goes up, it comes down. It's getting pretty frothy. It's amazingly been frothy for a while. I think that these two stocks have actually carried further over the last few weeks than a lot of people ever thought they could. So that's certainly a thing. But you still need to just stick to your rules. And honestly, I wouldn't worry about it too much if you uh, don't get the last you know, penny of the upside. You're really just trying to capture the bulk of a move. And if you are getting nervous with it up here, if you happen to be trading it, then don't be too worried if it keeps going up for another week or something like that. You know, you'll be happy that if it does pull back and pull back sharply that you've captured what you needed to. And if you're not in, then I would have a hard time trying to chase these things. And if you do chase them, probably watch them on lower time frames and I would be kind of twitchy on the way out. I would I would have a quick exit finger uh, for these things. Well, when you look at a chart like NVIDIA, let's just focus on that one. And then you look at where something like, let's say the 50-day moving averages, it's so far away from it. Does that factor in? I know on the t on the smaller term moving averages, it's a little tighter, but you know, a lot of people use the 50 or the 200-day. It's so far above it. Do you ever factor in that maybe it just has to return to earth? Yeah, absolutely. The exact question you just asked about NVIDIA with the daily 50. I mean, look, before this thing took off, what did it do? It bounced off of its daily 50 twice. So that was the confirmation of it moving up. And most recently, just a few days ago, NVIDIA just bounced off of its hourly 50. So yes, of course, your question of like, well, it's so far away from the 50. Does it need to go back there at some point? Sure. The question is just, what does that look like? And it can look like, if you want a recent example of what it just did with the hourly 50, it can go above and far away from the 50 for quite some time, but it just might need to flag in order to wait for that 50 to come back up so it can bounce off of it. And it might just need to do that on a daily time frame. Fair enough. Watch some of those moving averages when we do see them get that extended. Well, something needs to break. Either, well, it stays up and maybe moves sideways or comes back to test that. What about this rotation potential that we've talked about in these markets for well over a year now where when we have seen some of these standout sectors like the Magnificent Seven, even just AI stocks broadly, sometimes after gains uh, when they're taken, rotate into other sectors, where do you think we could see some rotation of money? Well, what I've kind of been looking around is I'm seeing industrials and I'm uh, seeing some of the transports. They seem to be doing well, which is good because clearly we are in a bullish market. You know, the S&P is at new all-time highs. You know, the market's been doing well. Not everything is participating, but just on the surface, you know, things are doing well. You've seen the Magnificent Seven, all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, with, with NVIDIA and the semis and stuff like this, these things are getting to a point where they are very, very frothy. So at some point, the big players are going to cycle out of these things because they are just too much. And they're going to start taking some profits and they have to go put those profits someplace. And if the market is going to cycle back down or 
pull back or correct or something like that, money's got to go someplace. And right now, I'm seeing that there seems to be some strength starting to build in the transports and industrials. And that might be a good place to kind of park some money while maybe the these hotter sectors cool off or reset. And I think that that also helps bode well, like what I was saying with the market being at new all-time highs. Usually the transports kind of being an uptrend and doing well and being strong bodes well for the economy too. So I think it seems that everything is kind of firing on all cylinders and, and generally doing well as far as what we would look at for uh, indications from sectors for the economy. Well, let's take a deeper dive into the transports. Let's look at the chart for Tran. TG, you had some nice t- comments off mic just about what you're looking at technically. What do you see in the chart setup? Uh, well, first, I mean, you just look overall and it's just about to make new highs. So that looks fantastic. I know we have probably longer term traders and investors with you guys who listen to you. So if we're looking at the monthly and weekly timeframes, other than the, the big dip that it had, oh, back in October of 23, I mean, it, it rallied right off of that dip and then we're making new highs. So this all looks pretty good. Uh, it would be, I don't know if you want to go by the top here, but you know, this last pullback that it even had to the daily 50, just like we were talking about NVIDIA and it's 50, it just had a pullback to the daily 50 on January 18th of 2024. And so you just kind of look for opportunities to buy dips, but yeah, this thing's looking good. It's hard to argue anything else, but an uptrend with it. What levels does it need to break though to almost validate this uptrend? I realize that it corrected to some key levels, but there is still a little bit of work to do on the upside. So any key levels you can share with us? I mean, I, th- I think it's confirmed. <laughs> Basically everything I see, I think it's confirmed. It, it pulled back into the week. It, it actually dipped below the weekly 50, but my moxie indicator on that time frame was above zero. So that's actually a trampoline move. And if you imagine somebody jumping on a trampoline and then jumping up, that is exactly what happened. That's why I named it that uh, because it, it went below the weekly 50 and then literally shot out of it. That is pretty good. And then it's tested the daily 50 recently. And then even more recently, it just tested the hourly 50. So I just don't see anything wrong with it. You mentioned the uh, industrials as well. Is there any key stocks or ETFs you're following in that sector? Yeah, I got a couple that um, seem interesting. Uh, GGG, uh, that one actually looks like it. I mean, it looks like it could go right now because it just had earnings and it's flagging into the hourly 50 after also flagging into the daily 50. So again, I guess this is the the episode all about 50s. And then AZEK is another one. And we were in this one for a little bit. It um, flagged into the hourly 50. It moved up. It does have earnings. I like to wait until after earnings to really get back into something. So I'm going to let that go for a bit. And then honestly, if you look at Nail, which is the leveraged ETF of the home builders, it's had a huge run and it it got a little overextended. But right now I see it just flagging. (laughs) Again, this whole conversation about the, the 50s, it is flagging sideways. And right now it's coming into the daily 50. Now, I don't know if it's going to hold the daily 50 or not, but it's at least something to start watching for because it's right there. Wow, those are some strong moves on those charts that you shared with us, TG. Let's also look to another sector that we've talked about that is still doing quite well. That's uranium. We can look at a couple of the underlying major stocks or just even some of the mid-tier stocks in uranium. Overall, uranium continues to do well. Is there a, a limit here to just how much higher uranium could go? 
Well, that's what you and Chad were kind of asking me about this. And I was admitting it is challenging when certain stocks or sectors or whatever ticker you're looking at are getting kind of up there. And you're like, oh, my goodness, like how much further is this is going to go? Well, generally speaking, if you have a and this I was actually just got off the mic talking about this kind of um, principle about trading. The better your entry location is, like basically the quicker you can build a profitable space, the more willing you're able to ride these kind of moves out because you know it, you're in really strong trends with these. They will be choppy. They can be they can give a lot back. But as long as you've got profit to work with, then you can kind of ride them out. If you get in at a bad place and it almost immediately starts to pull back on you, well, you're now losing money. You're going to get out at the wrong place. It's going to mess with you. And so you just need to make sure you get into the decent spots, like, you know, try and buy the dip instead of buying the breakouts on these things. And then you're okay. And you just let them keep going until it kind of becomes obvious. There will be a point at which if these things stop, it's going to become obvious. And yeah, that's what you do. I mean, even going back to nail is just an example of like, well, yes, it pulled back, but if now you're looking at it, it's like, well, actually, it's just going sideways and that could be okay. And um, you know, for longer term traders, that's kind of some of the challenges of figuring out when to get out. And neither of these things look like it's actually time to exit. Well, TG, I'm going to throw out a uranium stock at you that's a widely followed one. It's a dual listed stock in Canada and the U.S. And that's UEC, Uranium Energy Corp. And I'm tying it into our conversation here on the 50s because it's it's a little far away from its 50 day. But that has been something that's been riding all the way up. It, would that be a spot that you would say, hey, if it pulls back to the 50, that'd be a good accumulation point? Or how do you look at it? Generally speaking, now I, I cannot say that as yes, anytime a stock pulls back to the 50, buy it because they can pull back to the 50 and then slice through it and fail. Well, that didn't work. Sometimes they can get to the 50 dip and then come right back up. But generally speaking, the 50 is a good it's it's a good line. It's a good metric to look at. You can look at some stocks. They do a great job following the 50. UEC is one of those. So yes, if you happen to see it get back closer to the 50, that would be kind of a good spot to start looking at it and considering an, an entry. And then you just kind of have to figure out your own situation about that. But, you know, yeah, UEC is up there. Um, I have these things, I call them third ATRs, they're really just Keltner channels. And they are hitting their upper bands on both the weekly and the monthly. So yeah, it's making it tough to really want to get in on something like this, which means the better your entry spot is, the better you can kind of ride this out, or you can deal with some of the noise while it gets itself figured out. Because if you bought it, let, let's just say you bought it up here today, and it pulled back to the daily 50. Well, you're probably going to get stopped out. You're probably going to panic. You're going to get out. You lost money only to have this thing actually bounce off the 50 and go up possibly. So it's all about having a good buy zone and then you can kind of set up the trade better. TG, it really seems like you're seeing a lot of opportunities in the markets. I give you credit. You're able to drive down into a lot of different sectors, even during that tough market of a couple of years ago. But right now, the way this market is set up, does it just seem like there are more opportunities out there? Yes, there have been because the market has been in a, in a bullish mode since well, was it, October of 2022, technically. But in 2023, it was really only about the major caps, the mega caps. Um, and then we, we had seen spurts of the small caps starting to liven up. We I think I saw that in January, then we saw it over the summer, and then we kind of saw it again most recently, November, December. 
so yes, things have been coming along, but we do have to keep in mind that there are ebbs and flows. And right now, the market seems like it's getting a little bit toppy. Uh, there is far fewer participation right now, and I'm looking for a little bit more of a correction in order to really, really load up again. But uh, yes, overall, I think that there are a lot of things trending. I mean, even even some of the banks I'm looking at, NU, which is a financial institution, it's it's doing pretty well. SUPV, this is, I think it's um, Brazil or Argentina, I think it is. Uh, that one looks like it's doing pretty well. So yes, generally, there are a lot of things to choose from um, long term. You just have to be able to kind of ride those waves. Well, TG, speaking of riding a wave, let's widen the scope even further to just something like the S&P 500, the SPX. You had noted that sometimes psychological numbers like the 5,000 point can be an area where you see a lot of press, a lot of coverage of it. But on a technical basis, you said it kind of makes sense to see it move in that direction. Could you break down the SPX chart of the S&P 500 for us? Yeah. Well, um, one day when you guys start sharing screens and getting up on uh, YouTube and more of a visual, I will be able to show you guys this more easily because trying to show you guys exactly where this trend line is, there is a really, really nice trend line that goes all the way back uh, from mid-2022 into about mid-2023 and then points out to where we are today. And I have a feeling, I don't see why it wouldn't, that the SPX is probably going to go up and at least tap 5,000. I mean, we're so close to it and we're already on such a big momentum thing. Uh, a round number like that can act both like a magnet and also like resistance. And so I just kind of wonder after having such a long run on this with declining internals. So that's that's the other thing I'm noticing, that uh, huge move up, mega caps are doing their thing, but participation is starting to fall off. And I just wonder if we're going to go up there, ring the bell of 5,000. There's going to be a lot of news coverage, probably going to get people in, and then it might actually start to sell off in a more major way at that point. So I, you do need to tread carefully around here, despite what we're seeing. You know, Try not to let FOMO really get the best of you. All right. DG, thank you. As always, very, very interesting what you're seeing and where that money could or already is starting to rotate into. Great having you on the show, TG. We'll chat with you in another few weeks. Have a great rest of your week.